Hello, friends. Welcome to the Dimension of Our Midnight Cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus of realities are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Lumberdor and Beaches. Doug, unfortunately, had to take care of some pressing matters in his own dimension and will not be joining us for this transmission. Filling in, however, is my younger brother, Trap. So this should be fun. For this transmission, we will be discussing The Suicide Squad, a standalone sequel to the 2016 film Suicide Squad. This film is written and directed by James Gunn, based on characters from DC Comics, and the film has generally received positive reviews from critics and is considered a significant improvement over its predecessor. If you have not yet seen this movie, we recommend that you watch it for yourself, form your own opinion. And if you enjoy the conversations that we have and would like to contribute in some way, consider visiting our website at ourmidnightcake.com. Okay. So we all sat through it. What do you think? Nom nom. Nom nom. Nom nom. Okay. So overall impressions of the Suicide Squad. Emphasis on the. <laughs> Emphasis on I hate when they make sequels and just add a the to it. Seems lazy. Or yeah. In a, Trap and I we were discussing about we were discussing this and it seemed like it was almost a dig at the first movie. Where <laughs> yeah, probably have Suicide Squad. The oh, but this one. is the Suicide Squad. You got to see this. Oh, one. <laughs> oh, and the next one will be the real Suicide Squad. <laughs> the real Suicide Squad. The, the third car- one. The cartoon. The cartoon. <laughs> All of the DC you know, Warner Brothers cartoons with Suicide Squad are fantastic. I really enjoy those. Yeah, I've liked those are on watched. HBO Max too. I think. I was gonna say I've watched part of the Harley Quinn series and I've enjoyed it. Oh, I haven't seen anything with that. But Big Shark's a little different in that. Regardless, this is a the Suicide Squad movie directed by James Gunn. Now, he didn't do any of the other ones, did he? Did he do the Harley Quinn movie or the other Suicide no. Squad? Okay, no. I didn't think no, so. No, no, they would have been much improved had he done so. I was so. going to say, this had a better overall story. So I He is, he is coming straight from uh, Guardians, right? Yes, straight from. Guardians I'm not, saying, Galaxy. He, I'm not saying he didn't do anything else, but from Marvel to DC, and this is what he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. for uh, what's his name? Uh, Wakiti, uh, Tika, Taika Wakiti, w- 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever his name is, I can never pronounce. <laughs> werewolf guy. No, wait, vampires. It's werewolves, not werewolves. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> My audio is going to oh, be useless man. anyway this time. <laughs> I I, I kind of like James Gunn better with an R rating. I think I think he feels more at home there. Yeah. Well, so. and they definitely make use of their R rating. Oh yeah. I, I like to me this felt more like a uh, a set of villains that just happened to have to do something good. Yeah. Or or decide to do something good at the end. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like Gar. Gar- Guardians at no point do you really feel like any of those people are bad guys. <laughs> and these guys really do terrible things. Yeah, I mean Rocket's definitely the the comedic relief of that. And I think they're trying to do something with the King Shark character. That that I I was really I, I don't know, I felt that was a little ham-fisted how they they kept 
making him the butt of everyone's jokes. And then they would have like the little fish at the end that would tear into his skin. And then the bullets wouldn't tear into his skin. And it was yeah. like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, well, the but, fish had teeth. The bullets didn't. Oh, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> that's okay. the difference. Oh. You needed the Mario bullet. Yep. That one has teeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hulk, he's like, he's like the Hulk where he's invulnerable until he isn't. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until the plot needs him to not be right. vulnerable. Yep. <laughs> really sad Hulk. <laughs> he needs a half hour from Scarlett Johansson. I mean, did everybody stay around for the the uh, post credit scene? Was that with the the um, the water castle thing? Oh no! Yeah, peacemaker. Oh, peacemaker survived all that. Did he? Yeah, I hate that I didn't realize it until I saw the scene because, of course, he's already filmed that uh, series for HBO Max. Oh, they're doing. He's doing a series too. Yeah, uh, yeah. They didn't realize they, that. Uh, why? They've done a series. I don't know. I'm so okay it's going to be that, a Peacemaker series? Because John was available. <laughs> Wasn't doing anything I will at the say time, this, so. is, this is the uh, only movie I've liked him in where he doesn't just seem like John Cena trying to act. That's true. I haven't seen any other movies that he's been in. I would recommend none of them. <laughs> well, you see, oh, there's well. Fred. There's uh, Wasn't there Scooby-Doo? There's... Yeah, I don't know every single one of them. He comes in and plays John Cena and has the shorts on and the yeah and the little white arm. He was in some and... Tina Fey movie, but still he was like John Cena, but he was cursing this time. Basically. <laughs> Although something that I will say for John Cena is that he seems very at home with deadpan deliveries of oh yeah ridiculous dialogue. That's right. Yeah. Well, see, that's one thing I think that has helped him coming from wrestling is he was. I feel like he was really good at that. And this role really suited, I think, his more natural style of comedy, where some of his other roles haven't as much. So, where, where he was a person was, in those roles. And, yeah, he was trying to portray an actual, to be a person. <laughs> be a person or um, more dramatic or something. I don't know. Yeah, John Cena is usually more of a Swiffer advertisement kind of guy. Like, that's, that's what he usually does. Yeah, he's carrying around the hefties and. You know, doing all well, isn't he doing there. like insurance with a with a cow now or something? I don't know. Probably, I, it's, he's probably doing it also with a rat and a dog. It's like <laughs> he's just trying to pick up whatever work The Rock doesn't want to do, which is smart. I mean, <laughs> the Rock's the richest dude right now. So if he can pick up any of his scraps, and you know, <laughs> I, I think he'll be fine. Well, but as far as the whole movie is concerned. I did not have, I had a very low expectations for this film going in and I was pleasantly surprised. I, I was entertained more than I thought that I would be, but granted with the previous Suicide Squad movie and Birds of Prey and anything else along those lines, the bar has been set dramatically low. So it wasn't a high- I feel like having <laughs> James Gunn attached is the only reason anyone expected anything out of this. Yeah. I think well, you might I, be right. I, I had hope just because I, I felt like Birds of Prey was better than Suicide Squad. So no. I was hoping that I, yeah, I was hoping that it was at least on those levels going in. You you know it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's dirty talk to say anything good about Birds of Prey. <laughs> I know. I like it. 
<laughs> but I do think yeah. that that this is probably the best portrayal of of live action Harley Quinn that we've had. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Margot Robbie's been doing a good job. She's just been in bad projects. Viola Davis, she's she's been a constant too. Although she she seemed to take a golf golf club. Uh, she seemed pretty well. A little less in this one. Like they just kind of felt like they had to have her. Yeah, I I felt that whole opening sequence was just oh man, I thought it was so unnecessary. Like as soon as it went to the like one day earlier, whatever it was, I uh, went. I, I just kind of threw my hands up and went, "Well, <laughs> that ruined yeah. the momentum that I felt going <laughs> forward." Yeah. Also, having um, oh gosh, what's his name? The the guy that they opened up with, the guy with the long white hair. I oh, Savant. That's his name. Yeah, Savant. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, having Savant up there first, and just having that be like the first face that you see. And you go, okay, this is going to get good. And then it's that complete just destruction of expectations mm-hmm. that didn't really have a payoff except mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion waving his arms about, which was pretty funny. Slapping, slapping the <laughs> Just lying on the ground, bleeding out with like a little hole in his arms. What did this movie have against birds? <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. Smashes the bird with the racquetball and then they torch the birds on fire and <laughs> it's symbolic of birds of prey. Don't you know? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. That's... You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but that that does bring up the the pacing and the structure of this movie, which I think is a fundamental flaw that it has, where you start off with all the the misdirect of the characters that are going to be involved and when you could have spent time developing the characters that the story is actually focused on seemed to be just a waste of time really yeah i would have rather seen the opening scene with if they were going to show them getting recruited i would have rather seen that and then go into the beach scene i feel like there was a thought that the, the suicide squad means that a lot of these people are supposed to die and they felt like that's something they didn't deliver in the first one and they really wanted to kill off a bunch of people so this was their uh you know a solution to that and yeah, i guess it could be yeah i i was looking up more into like what james gunn really wanted uh there's a nice behind the scenes video it's going to be like the first one that you search on youtube and uh, right in the beginning of it he says you know, it is about balancing. Is this something that I'm doing only because I'm breaking a rule or am I doing it because it serves the movie in some way? For me, mm. I'm always uh, serving the story. And when I heard that, I went, okay, so at least he's aware of basic movie making principles. I mean, of course mm. he is. He did Guardians of the Galaxy. He at least was making the effort, I guess, to try and break the rules in a way that served the story. But when I was watching it, I just didn't, for some reason, I didn't feel it. All of the moments that I felt like should have been impacting me emotionally. The only one that did kind of was that scene where they were on the bus and they were talking about each other's fathers and had that mm-hmm. inter- interesting uh, juxtaposition and like sort of like bonding moment uh, that I wish they would have shown more instead of like just outright talking about their feelings. 
But well, I tell you all that about the fathers, and then the bit with uh, Ratcatcher too. Mm-hmm. I that scene at the end with Taika Waititi kind of got me. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was telling. I was telling you guys that this movie had one of the most touching uh, and at the same time disgusting scenes I'd ever seen. So which scene was that? <laughs> was- um. It's the one where she's sending all the rats in and it's just literally, it's like a city full of rats. Yeah. Um, and then they cut to, uh, it's like why rats, you know, and they cut to him and her on, on top, top of that. a building. Yeah. And he says something about like even the most significant, insignificant creature has purpose. Yeah. I like that one a whole lot. Now that I do wonder with the scene where, with the, uh, what's his name? Ildris. I cannot pronounce anybody's name. Aldris uh, Eba? Yeah. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes. That Dead guy. shot. I always, I always like that. Not guy. Will Smith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But um, sport. I've heard he was he, he was oh. game to come back, but um, they wanted to go. They had to go ahead and move forward uh, because of James Gunn's schedule and his schedule conflicted. And that is ultimately why they they were going to uh, have Idris Elba play his character, and they decided to uh, change it so that he could come back later, possibly. Oh, all right. So just yeah, find a different right. character that is basically Deadshot, but different. <laughs> Two more characters with the exact same skills. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to do it, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what one of my favorite things about this movie was uh, Pete Davidson oh, when he when he got yeah. shot, in the, shot face. in the face. That was Black so good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why people like him. I don't know what his appeal is. Why he continues to get work? I think it's his goofy smile. I think that's it. <sighs> well, mm. it deserved getting shot in the face. <laughs> so you saying this was your favorite scene was like me uh, watching Macaulay Culkin die in The Good Son. Probably where he falls off. The <laughs> yeah, you know, you know who did a good job acting though was Peter Capaldi, um, the like- uh, the previous Doctor. Yeah, yeah, as as the thinker, he he oh, did oh. a fair oh, yes, job yeah. because he's a he is a good actor. He he actually is. Yeah, well, I like him and Idris Elba and stuff. Fantastic! I think he did a great job. Great charisma. He and John Cena going back and forth really played well together. Villa Davis, absolutely vile. She, You're right. She Idris did a great Elba job really did kind of in a cast loaded with people. He kind of took charge and really was the leader. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. But then again, he's always been good at everything that he's done. Yeah. Like uh, he, I, I don't. I think there was a fair bit of people during the Thor movies who their fair. The, their favorite character was um, Handel. Yeah, yeah, Handel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he definitely knows how to draw a crowd. Well, he's just he just has a presence about him too. I think that maybe a lot of other actors in this movie don't. I don't. I think most of the actors could have a presence though if they were allowed to. I, yeah. Because once again, given the back, material, a lot of good actors. Yeah. yeah. A lot of good actors in there. I liked um, like, uh, Polka Dot Man a whole lot too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just because I didn't know what to expect with that character, and I, 
uh, I liked one how ridiculous he was, but I did like to just some of his uh, his backstory and everything. Also, just all the cutscenes to his mom doing different things. The I joke think that was... of him saying that, that, that that's like how he gets to it is he just pretends everyone is his mother. Yes. <laughs> <And> then <laughs> later they ask him, "Well, where is your mother?" And he's she's everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I love the end scene with him and uh, <laughs> he's like pumping him up. He's like pointing at the giant starfish thing. He's like, that's your mom. It's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. His, his death, his death really did feel like, like, that's like the, every that's single the zombie one I didn't want thing. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just seems kind of pointless though. He, he didn't like die doing something. He died being happy. Yeah. And that was, oh, come on. <laughs> James Gunn. <laughs> I love when he first uses his polka dots and he's like, sorry, it's so flammable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, the lines that he does have are, are great. They, yeah. like, his character is very well written. Um, he was like, in like, Ant-Man. He was, he was very good in that as well. Oh, who, where, who was he in Ant-Man? Oh, you remember that. Bobby Yaga? That guy? He's one of, um, he's one of the team, the, the, the crooks. <gasps> oh, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So when they're talking about the ghost character, he's like, "I've heard this story. He's uh, Baba Yaga." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the same guy. Okay. And of course, uh, James Gunn's brother is in this movie as well, uh, Kirk from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was uh, in the prison. Standing, line, I think. standing in for an animal again. Yep. He's like the on-set Rocket and Guardians, and he was the weasel in this. Well, I mean, he was actually, he had a okay. role in the prison, too. He was one of the inmates that's, like, yelling um, at... Um, oh, at Calendar Man? Oh, okay, okay. Or, I think or so. one of the other ones? Yeah, one of the ones yelling. I want to call him Tim Gunn, but that's a different That's a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Top Gun. Sean, uh, Sean Gunn. Sean, yeah, that's you're right. And there, uh, there are some weasel. good moments with this movie. Or, or some some entertaining moments like when not not Deadshot, <laughs> Bloodsport, Blood Blood, yeah, Bloodsport, Blood <laughs> when Bloodsport and John Cena uh, have their killing showdown <laughs> as they're oh, as yeah. moving through the camp, and then they realize that oh, they were the the freedom fighters, <laughs> and they just murdered everybody. <laughs> that was fantastic. That reveal was fantastic. <laughs> there, there there's some great reversals with that where. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going along one way, and then oh, um, and then again, polka dot man. <laughs> one of the great, they're all denying. He's like, Oh, I didn't see anybody, I don't know. I just, there was nobody there. <laughs> I turned them all into my mother and killed them. I'm <laughs> 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 also getting so torn up about the guy driving the bus when he died, and nobody else even realizing that, that guy was still there, Milton, which I thought was fantastic with the Milton character in the office space setting, is where he died. Um, just pulled in from like. Uh, Milton in office space. Uh, whoever wrote that bit was was pretty brilliant. <laughs> With the pacing, I didn't care for the the schism and, and the break in the movie where it goes to uh, like the Harley Harley Quinn mini movie, and then that confused me because I had heard that James Gunn originally did not want to use her, and I find that hard to believe because she's got such a huge side story. Yeah, I mean she's she's one of the main characters for the suicide squad it, it, it seems 
I don't know. It, it seems uh, unrealistic to not have her in the movie. I think he, he was very interested in using mostly um, unknown characters. Like C-list, D-list <laughs> characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where he found a lot of his success, though, with Guardians, is because people didn't really know the characters, so he could do what he wanted to with them and really Thank explore you, right. them. No, it, it felt like that scene, that whole side quest with Harley Quinn. I don't know, when, when looking at it, it, it felt like he was trying to give expectations uh, exposition on the whole rebel versus dictator that's currently in power and yeah. trying to progress that storyline a little bit but that entire storyline was really weak to begin with and there wasn't a whole lot that was put into it because you know you have the freedom fighters at the beginning that all die and then she's there and she suddenly helps them and then you have them all the way at the end and they're used more as a plot device to be able to get them into the city so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now we need to explain what the dictator's point of view is and Harley Quinn's in there, so we might as well do something with her. I don't know. It, once again, it felt like just trying to bring all of these plot points together and the easiest way of doing that, that you could also be creative and James Gunn about, is having this this side quest. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to me, it was a little weird, too, with her just the the whole romantic thing between them. It just seemed a little forced. As soon as I knew, as, as soon as we, I don't know, we, we all knew that Starro was the thing going into this, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. As soon as uh, they made a big deal about the javelin, I'm like, that thing's going through Starro's eye. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the only thing that could penetrate. That was not a shock at all. Yeah. (laughs) I did like her fight when she's escaping the uh, the the president's palace there or whatever it was. I thought that was yeah that, you know, that was visually good. interesting. The, uh, uh, the spinning I, I like of the, the room, kind of, her killing them, it was great. <laughs> interpret her like obviously none of that except for the fighting is really happening, but that's like her her manic uh, personality showing through with all the colorful explosions of birds. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also a way to get around so much blood. (laughs) (laughs) Ken didn't seem to be worried about blood. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Blood or parts or um, speaking of parts, weasel head parts. I don't know if you guys noticed that. (laughs) Some of the the people that got slaughtered had parts as well that were in the jungle area. (laughs) That you could see from a distance without any binoculars. So, you know, I mean. Don't see how that adds to the story. Personally enjoyed that. The, uh, the, 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 the no one think to check if Weasel could swim. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> that that kind of those little bits um, of the playing against the Viola Davis's character, you know, trying mm. to get this yeah, intense yeah, yeah. mission going. And then there's all these little. Things. She's on like, top okay, of no all this one... stuff, but the <laughs> forgets that detail. Possibly didn't care. Yeah, I think a lot of it didn't care. <laughs> I always imagine myself in that situation where people just assume everyone around knows how to swim, and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I got kind of tired of the uh, the the chapter markers. That I did too. I, I yeah. felt that exact same way where they just started happening so frequently mm-hmm. that I went, okay, so this isn't you telling me that we're going into the third act now. Or, mm-hmm. or that were set up for a new story. Like, because they, they would do two titles 
in basically the same story uh, or part, uh, mm-hmm. act, you know? And yeah, it just felt odd and kind of off. But it was just an easy device for like flashback scenes most of the time too, which I just That's again, true. I think that was. I mean, and the one made for a joke where they resolved. they changed their plan in the middle of the thing popping up and the flames behind them, so the half the flame blew away and it replaced it with Harley. Yeah, <laughs> but by then I was already tired of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> There's definitely great cinematography. There is there is amazing cinematography in mm. that film. And there's a lot of, I thought there's a lot of symbolism and meaning that the cinematography was putting into it uh, with each of those. For example, the Harley Quinn scenes and the birds and stuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, her going into the eye with all of the rats eating around it. It's like, it's very grotesque and I was very, very uncomfortable. But I I didn't know how to feel. It was really gross and weird, but beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You have to recognize that there is some sort of aesthetic beauty to it, despite the fact that it's disgusting. The aesthetics of grotesquerie. Um, I enjoyed having Starro as the big bad. Um, I thought Steve Agee had one of the best lines in the movie where, what did he say? We got got to kide you up in this shit. Yes. <laughs> I really like that that Starro was the villain because we haven't I don't feel like in any of these like the Marvel movies or DC movies had something that well, ridiculous. Star, yeah, Starro is a uh, comic book villain. And there, there haven't been many is giant the kind of thing that once upon a time villains. Yeah. Once upon a time they would have said we can't do this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now they can and they're not for some reason. Yeah, that's that's the thing is that, that I love that the villain was Starro going knowing that that was going to be the villain going into it. I was actually afraid that um they weren't going to focus on that enough and that they were going to like sneak some other villain in at the end so that Starro wasn't the real threat like that was a teaser going in or something. I, I didn't love that they went again with the faceless mindless army, but I guess what else were they, were they going to do with Starro? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think the I think that with Marvel, the closest thing they had to that was the Chitari and their bio yeah. ships that were going through. But like, it wasn't a giant monster that was really cool. <laughs> that, that, that had a personality and that, had, that was a character in and of itself. I, don't, I, I felt like Starro didn't have... I honestly didn't think he had enough like character exposition. There wasn't enough there for you to really feel like he was oh, the yeah, ultimate yeah, villain. At the Didn't end, have a sponge buddy or anything. Out of nowhere, they throw out this line about uh, what did he say? He says, "I was happy floating in space, staring at the stars." Like they want us to feel bad for him now, or yeah, well, womp <laughs> on that. I don't yeah. know. I think just like like Starro was the fulfillment of the disappointment we all felt uh, when Galactus turned out to be uh, a cloud in Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't do it they, they didn't follow through <laughs> and maybe now maybe we'll get a galactus in the mcu i, I hope so overall impressions of the movie I, yeah. I liked it personally i thought it was good yeah it's fun watch yeah i i think that overall it was it, it's it's one of those movies that you need to turn your mind off to be able to watch it and it just, just anytime you feel that urge coming up where you go, wait, how did that happen? Nope, no, nope, just keep that away. 
Just keep watching. <laughs> so it's not that so kind of movie. Fun but flawed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But flawed, not to the point to where it's it's unwatchable like a lot of recent movies, I would say. <laughs> like yeah. Like The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night.